So the lender side of things is always different because there's always right. relationships and all that. Sure. And when you have a team, you build those relationships. That's right. So you, you make that team or the, the lender you work with kind of, that's the, your priority. If sure. you can't do something, then you have your backups, right? That's right. Welcome to Real Estate Success Partner. We're your hosts, Devin Dubuque. David Wynn. And we're here to talk about how to have great success in any market. Uh, today, David, we got another guest from you. I don't know where you keep finding these awesome people, but uh, who'd you bring in today, my brother? Man, we are lucky to have Brian Jenkins from Salina, Texas, and one of the best realtors that I know. Salina, Texas? Man, I'm from Salina, Texas. Do we know each other? We, we do live in Oh, yeah, we, we do know each other. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, our kids go to school together, yep. right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Great stuff, man. Great stuff. So Salina, Texas, uh, is that where uh, where you're from originally? No, actually, I'm originally from Indiana. I'm a Yankee living in Texas. But I've been here since 1995, so 28 awesome. years down here, uh, majority of my life. Um, still not a Cowboys fan. Sorry, folks. Uh, <laughs> right, you got to go, Brian. Show's over. Show's over. They're my second team, but I've lived all over North Texas for a stint about three, four years. was in San Antonio. Killer. Um, had family in Texarkana. Spent a lot of time up there. So I pretty much... Know a lot of Texas, maybe yeah. not uh, far west, which is probably okay because it gets dry <laughs> and hot out there. So there's, the, you know, I remember driving out to Vegas a couple of times, and uh, yeah, there's miles that you go by, and there's just nothing, nothing, nothing. flat. Yeah, but you can speed. Yeah, you can. You can, do you can definitely do that yeah, as long as your car you can, can do it. So if you think it. about the old wild west, it still exists. Yes, <laughs> it's still there. Yes, it <laughs> yep. West Texas, baby. Uh, so Indiana, what part of Indiana were you from? Um, really, closer to Chicago. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Chicago, Indiana. Spent some time outside South Bend and Fort Wayne. Um, start That was my childhood, though. That's okay. And so I remember yeah. shoveling snow and, oh, yeah. and snowballs and, you know, the, the cold. <laughs> you, so, see the, you see the cold weather for yeah. sure. And I'm yeah. different because I don't mind cold. When it right. gets snow here, I'm all for it. I'm the guy out in the shorts and T-shirt exactly. with a snow shovel yeah. and shoveling driveway, right? <laughs> uh, my wife still makes fun of me for that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, I'm from Kansas originally, so I get the same thing. And and my, my, uh, my dad's actually up in Indiana, right outside of Fort Wayne, mm -hmm. a little town called Beppa. I don't oh, know if yeah. you, you may have flown through it. Yeah, it's, it. Very small. <laughs> it's pretty tiny. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff, man. In fact, the main street where the little storefronts are that don't exist, uh, there's no stores there anymore. Right. He owns them. He's right there. Oh, that's very uh, cool. That's him. Yeah. Gary Dubuque. So <laughs> that's where the Dubuque comes from. But uh, Not Iowa. No, not Iowa. You right. know, funny thing is, is that if they would have spelled it the correct way, right, yeah. we probably wouldn't have problems with people butchering the name, right? That's it's true. Dubuque. It should be D-U-B-U-Q-U-E, but it's it's not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people send the, it's Dubuque do back the puke uh, in grade school. Yeah. Kids are mean. Your son has kids are that, mean. Does he? He has not heard that. Okay, good. Yet. Let's keep that one. I won't tell, I won't tell my kid that one. Shh. No. <laughs> so anyway, so you come out here, you said about 28 years ago. Yep. Good stuff. And uh, you jumped right into real estate. No, I was in high school. <laughs> I, w I should have. You know, had right. I done that, I, I, I would be. Oh, you'd be a rich man. Oh, extremely. <laughs> uh, no, so I graduated from Lake Dallas High School, which at the time was a 3A little school. Now they compete yeah. with Prosper and Frisco and all That's those right. Um And ultimately... Went to UT Arlington. So I, I kind of yeah. stayed local you did. in North Texas, um, got my feet wet there, 
you know, the fun times, the parties and the fraternities and you stuff. You gotta do it. And it's part of out it. In Fort Worth and Dallas and yeah. um then I graduated. Yeah. And that was a whole different ballgame. Surprise, and, uh, real said, world. What the heck am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Um and I got into insurance sales. Okay. And so yeah. did that for Geico for a little while. Um My man. and they came and they said, Well, we need some people to go and do claims and I went, I yeah. Let me do something. So I went and did claims, did that for a while, and then went to San Antonio for a few years, worked there. Um, but you USA. got some stories on that. That San Antonio is a whole different beast. Yeah. You know, yep. um, I think it's a lot different now than it was when I lived there. Um, but that whole town has changed so quickly. Right. Um, for good and bad. Just depends yeah. on where you're at there. But I had some really interesting experiences there um, that I do relate to with my customers yeah. <laughs> uh, when they talk about life. Um, but then came back up here and I was going to open a bar. And okay. I'll tell okay. You, um, that's not an easy thing to do either. That's what I've heard. And so I decided to scratch that as I did the research and try yeah. to get the funding and all yeah. that lined up. And uh, Little did you know, they yeah. shut down often. They do. <laughs> they do. And I'm glad I never did it yeah. um, because the location that was going to do it, they, they decided we're not going to have parties and stuff here. And mm. it's downtown yeah. Plano. And it's like, you know what? That's not for me. Yeah. Um, so I stayed in claims for a long time. Claims management, did all that. And then um, ended up managing a law firm Okay. and I uh, did that locally for a few years and then just said, I'm out. I got to go do something where people don't yell at me all the time. I love it. Um, and I got into real estate and the funny part about that, um, you never know what to expect. Yeah. You, you think, you know, you go and you take these tests and that's right. And they, you think you're being taught how the business works and everything you're taught does not matter. Uh, you don't use it. You, you you literally pass a test and it, it means nothing. Yeah. Um, and it's a hard test to pass. Don't is. get it wrong, guys and gals. Like, it's not an easy test. It really is. Yeah. It, it's more about the bylaws and all the things that you, you know. Really don't use. You have to know from the regulatory side. Right. But when you're out there actually selling real estate and getting to know people and learning how to how sure. to communicate uh, and negotiate, that's not part of the test, right? Yep. Yeah. Not. Or I think maybe the best one is how to prospect, right? <laughs> There's where it was going. So my first year, um, I, my dad and I both kind of started at the same time. He retired, and then I just decided I had, needed to change. And we joined this tiny little uh, Nathan Grace was the yeah. name of the company. They got okay. bought out. They don't exist anymore. You know, Sorry, what you, Nathan. <laughs> what you don't do is you don't go into business – my dad did it part-time for like 20-some years, yeah. right? Yep. You don't go into business with somebody that did part-time. Why? Because they don't know how to prospect either. That's they just right. did it on people they came across every yeah. now and then. Yep. And so that first nine months, yep. I made $0, spent a ton of money on marketing and advertising and all this other stuff. and made it nowhere to the point where a really good friend of mine um, was in real estate. Mm -hmm. He was on a team. And I went to lunch with him, and he's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you are not the Brian that I know. Yeah, like you, you've yeah. definitely changed. Wake right? up. Yeah. Um, wake up. And I said, I, I don't know. He's like, how's business? I was like, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Like what the heck is this? You yeah. know, this is horrible. Yeah. Why the hell do you do this? And uh, he said, why don't you come talk to us? So I went and talked to the, there's a Chad Smith team uh, based in Arlington. Okay. I talked to them and uh, honestly, Chad was the head of the, it's his team. He didn't want to hire me. He um, did not want to bring me on. Okay. But my buddy Jason said, no, trust me. Yeah. You won't regret it. So yeah. I got on there. First year, I did 36 sales. Killer. Um, after that, uh, anywhere, 2020 was a fun year for me. Oh, man, I bet. COVID existed. I, I <laughs> don't believe in all that. So um, I went into just let's go let's go full board. Yeah. And I think I sold 58 homes that year. Um, and so became one of the top agents on the team, just knocking it out of the park. And 58 loans with a ton of support. 
Yeah. 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 I, I mean, you know, so the lender side of things is always different because there's always right. relationships and all that. Sure. And when you have a team, you build those relationships. That's right. You, you make that team or the, the lender you work with kind of, that's the, your priority. If sure. you can't do something, then you have your backups, right? That's right. Um, but you always try to get them with the best people that provide the best service, that right. try to follow up, do things on time yeah. at the at the best rate for your your client. That's right. And 100%. So, you know, closing on time. I was and, in charge of that, though. Yeah. Well, that's great. You know, and we always say close on time, you know, getting clients to the closing table, that's not like something special. That's just, you have to do that. You that's, have to. that's a requirement, you know. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you definitely have to pair yourself up with people because they make that happen. Because unfortunately, last time I looked, that's not the same experience that you get with every loan originator. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. Well, and, and yeah. to prove that, that we, we had a really good relationship, getting all kinds of leads and selling right. them and, and all that. And uh, they had great rates and all that. But I kept getting asked over and over again, will I give some of my commission back to them? Yeah. And I'm like, why? If you're doing your job, I shouldn't have to That's because right. I'm working my butt off, right? Yeah. Um, and, and with my buyers in particular, we're showing a lot of houses. You know, there's a lot of time spent, a lot of money spent up front um, to, to list homes and show. That's a red and flag so right there. It was. Yeah. And, it, and it kind of soured me. And I was like, I don't want to work with people like that. Um, but what I've come to determine is that it is about the customer service. It's yeah. it's Rates are one thing, but you get what you pay for. That's it, right? 100%. And I'm not saying go out there and get a 10% rate when everyone else is at 7 No, right? no don't not do at all. But you got to look at the big picture. I'm big on reviews. Yep. Like, go look, do your research. That's right. Um, if your agent doesn't have somebody, that's a red flag to that's begin with. No question. Um, because in this business, I get calls literally every day. Yeah from some lender wanting to, you know, meet for lunch and, and right. do all this other stuff. And David calls me once a week and, uh, <laughs> and, and it's not for lunch though. It's just to talk, Hey, is there anything we need? Right. And it's that's, just, it's to part me, of our that's process, yeah. you know, being available on the weekends when we yep. work the most yep. and then, and then just, Hey, what do you need? What is it that you need? And then here's what we got going on. Is any of this going to help you? Do you have any clients that it would that's help? That's it. hundred percent. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I cherish relationships that, nurture each other. Well, right. we talk about this, you know, your relationships need to be with like-minded, like-hearted people, Correct. right? That's super important. And it's a phrase we use all the time. And it's because we found at this stage in our careers, uh, because we're not the young strapping lads we once were, right? Um, I may not have been. <laughs> you could have been. I may wasn't. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, we've come to a point in our careers where we don't want to do business with just anybody. Yeah. We want to do business with people that we like to work with yep. and that we know that we can rely on just the same way that they can rely yep. on us. I can right? hand it off and not worry about it. That's it. Exactly. exactly. Set it. I got forget it. Yeah, yep. you know that they're going to do their end on their side of the team and yep. you're going to do on your – and at the end of the day, you're going to be communicating. And that's – the you know, the big, three biggest things that we hear most realtors are complaining about is closing on time, alarmingly enough, yep. right? Clear communication throughout the loan process. Yep. Hmm, that's funny. Why are we not talking to the people that we're doing business with, right? And following up with the leads that you're providing. You're out there doing the hard work to bring these people through the door. Yep. If you're going to take the time to share that with somebody, man, they, they need to act on that, they right? Do. They do. Yeah. And, and, and it even takes it a step further to find solutions when there are issues, right? Yeah. When there's yeah. opportunities that present themselves, got to find that solution. That's right. Uh, the same buddy that got me on that team, you know, I talked to him the other day and he said, are you closing stuff? I'm like, well, not like I was. The market's sure. changed, yeah. right? We got to adjust market. to the market. I said, 100%. But, but he goes, my stuff's falling out. I said, why? Mm. And he's not one to do that. Like yeah. he's a really top agent. And, yeah. And well, he, he brought said, you over there, right? right? He yeah. said, it's the lending side. 
He goes, people are either losing their jobs, things are changing, but well, the lenders happening. aren't finding solutions to what's coming. That's up. a so, problem. Yeah. That's a problem. You know, what they say, We I just got back from a conference. We talked about it before I came on here. And uh, we had over 250,000 uh, loan originators in the United States uh, a couple of years ago, right? Uh, we came down to about 140,000 last year. Uh, they say once renewals hit at the beginning of 2024, we're going to be less than 90,000 originators. And what do they consider originator? That's any person that closes at least one transaction a year. Now, not a ton of transactions, no. but at the end of the day, we know that some of those were doing more, right? Yeah. And why is that? That's because a lot of the lenders out there are not doing the right activity to stay successful. And, and, and that's unfortunate because, you know, they're going to miss out on a great industry. This is a phenomenal industry if you find a way uh, to win. But that's yeah. what it takes is finding a way to win. And, you know, what you're talking about is, is your friends got agents out there or loan officers out there that are, that are falling apart because they're doing the wrong activity. As a result, he's struggling because they're not holding up their end of the part. That's not a problem for you because you make sure you've yeah. paired yourself up with the right yeah. people. But I want to go back and talk about something. So you did 58. Did you have people that worked underneath you at that time or was that just no, all that you, was, brother? That was, well, yeah. so here's what I had. I had a, a closing manager. Okay. Well, her job was to, from the time we went under contract, take over from there. But you're not out. That's right. right. You get questions and you've got to get, anytime you've got a team situation like that where you're handing off somebody, You've got to make sure that A, who you're handing off to is phenomenal. 100%. And she really was. Yeah. Um, her name was Annette. And to this day, that my past clients I worked with, they're like, do you still wear using Annette? I can. I absolutely <laughs> can. I don't because I do it all myself. Yeah. But she was phenomenal. But the other part of that is you've got to make sure that they're okay with that because yeah. they built that relationship with you. That's right. right. Yeah. You got it because you know, you get relationships all the time. You talk to them. And you're as you good as your name. Call or you're not available because you went on vacation, let's say. Yeah. They're going, hey, where's Dave? Yeah, you know, I know, I need to know where he's at. Well, you're, you're, you're. They made a relationship with you. They right. want to call you, right. even though you have a team. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a people person, but, but they, that's what you, they yeah, want. You so you've got to convince yeah, them of that, right? Sure. And so, you know, at this point in the team that I'm, I'm building, because it's a little bit, a bit about over a year, but it was the yeah. worst timing to start a team. It's, it was definitely an interesting <laughs> time to get started um, on a new project. Costs went up, yeah. right, and yeah. all that stuff. So they did. We did that. They did. And we're gonna we're gaining momentum, and the way I look at it is like I can I can do that, but what am I doing for my agents if I yeah. just have them pawn it off? They don't learn. Yeah, right. That's right. And so I've got agents that that have been in the business six years and only sold one house. Yeah, and they didn't have to do a whole lot, so right. I want them to learn. So I'm there to help them. That's great. Um, and then we, you know, once they learn how the whole process works. Yeah. Then I can go and assign them a, a closing manager. It makes perfect sense. And then, too, you got to pay a closing manager, right? So yeah. you don't need one necessarily unless you're doing it. We say until you earn the right. Right. Until you earn the right, right? Yeah. And what is that based off? How do you earn the right? Well, number one, experience. I think that's part of it. But that's not the only thing. The main thing to earn the right is you got to bring the business in, right? So when you start bringing that business in, you've earned the right to have somebody else to transition that over to. And uh, we, we call it around here sweeping, sweeping the parking lot, yep. right? You buy a new business and uh, in the beginning stages, you're the, you're one of one employee, right? And that's the way you got to look at loan loan origination. That's the way you got to look at real estate, right? At the end of the day, when you're first getting started and your boots on the ground, this is your business, right? So if you were going to buy, I don't know, let's just throw out a 7-Eleven quick shop gas station, right? <clears throat> and at the end of the day, um, you have just enough money to stock up full of products and to get the, get the business up and running and get the lights on, but you can't afford to hire somebody. Guess what? You're stocking the food, you're cleaning the parking lot, you're ordering the inventory, you're cleaning the bathrooms, and you're sweeping the damn parking lot, right? So we call it sweeping the parking lot. But once that business starts to flourish because you've put in that hard work again and again and again to make that business successful, 
Well, now you've earned the right to have somebody else help out. 100%. And now you can start to transition some of that off because what do you want to do from here? We want to grow. Yeah. We want to grow because that's how great businesses grow. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And I'll tell you what, when I started this branch, Brian, uh, I was one of one employee, right? One of one employee. And, uh, you know, we grew this to a point where at one point in time, I'd love to say those numbers are still where we are today. We were closing 347 loans a month, right? One of one. I swept the floor. I cleaned the parking lot. I did you the marketing. I did what it took what to build do. that business, yep. right? And that's exactly what you're talking about. I love it, man, because, you know, a lot of people that are watching this, you know, and they're going, man, how do I create great success? It's finding a plan, putting it in motion, continuous work to keep it going. And it doesn't stop nope. until the success happens. And it still doesn't stop. Nope. You just get to add some friends that can help it's along different. with you. That's yes. it. 100%. In fact, a lot of times it's more work. It's just different work. That's it. Right. Different work. Yeah. That's right. It, different work. It's your child. It is. 100%. And that's really it. And, yeah. and there are times where you don't want your child I'm <laughs> you don't you don't want to be around them because they're having their, not my their little fits and things and you're <laughs> oh, like, I got a two year old, you there, know. Right? Um, but but ultimately, you know, like right now we're in an interesting timing because yeah. the right now we have to talk to our clients about and really anybody that is interested at all in buying or selling real estate about what is the norms, historical yeah. norms? That's right. Because for years, we've now been at 5% or lower on mortgage rates. 100%. And we're now at the historical norm. 7 8% is the That's historical norm. Yeah. And there was a time when I was really little, um, <laughs> early 80s, 18%, 16%. Yeah, right. My parents bought a house with that. And, and in the 90s, it was 14%. 90s, it was nines and tens. Yeah. You know, we literally just talked to a, an agent a few minutes ago, actually, and that she's been in the industry for, for three decades. And that's what she said. She said, well, the norm was nines and tens, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think she even maybe had kind of transitioned a little bit into it. Rates are a little high right now. And it's like, no, they're not. You no, they're not. You get the right message out. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's the key. That's and, right. And education is number one in our business. It is. I've got agents out there that I run into that I do business with that are the flashy ones, right? Yeah. They've got the nice cars. They dress super nice. That's right. All this other stuff. And they may sell 30 homes, 40 homes a year, but here's right. the kicker. Their clients don't come back to them. Yeah. yeah. And and you see their reviews and they're four out of five stars, three out of five stars. True. They're not the five out of five consistently. That's it. Yeah. And you wonder what what's going on with that. And I know what's going on with that. Yeah. It's It's... They're in it for them. They're not in it for their that's clients. It. Man, I love and, that. And that. that's that's key. And so with my agents, uh, and one of them's my dad, um, <laughs> I have to constantly remind them, hey, the outcome is not what our goal is. That's our right. goal is to find them a home yeah. and get them comfortable to where five years from now, when we call them, they're in so love with their house that they don't want to move, but yeah. they're moving for whatever reason. So yeah. they call us. That's right. right. That's and, right. and thankfully, I get that. So yeah. I've been in the business now a little over seven years, um, and I'm getting that refresh because the average is five to seven years. That's right? it. Yeah. So I'm getting those people that are calling me, Hey, I'd the repeat business. Cause you gave them a five star service right. at the time that they did business with you. I'm sure you've got a follow up system to where you stay in front of them. In fact, I know you do because we talked about it. Yep. <laughs> and at the end of the day, when it's time to think about something else, guess who they're calling. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, the hardest business to get isn't the past clients. Yeah. Cause those, if you did your job right, they'll come yeah. right back to you. That's right. Um, and I ran into one, this is funny. Uh, it was during 2020 and I sold mm -hmm. so many, you know, some of them I showed three houses to, yeah. they bought it and I, I really didn't spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. Um, and then I handed it off to a close. But you manager. still gave them the same experience. I gave them the same experience. That's right. Super nice. And I ran into them last uh, two weeks ago yeah. getting a haircut yeah. and, uh, I didn't, they didn't even recognize me and I didn't recognize them, <laughs> but I'm looking at her and I'm like, I know you. And right before we walked out, I was like. I sold you a house. Yeah. She goes, you did. I remember you. And I'm like, why didn't you say something? She's like, 
I just didn't think you remember. I'm like, I remember everybody. Yeah. Right. I may yeah. not remember the That's name right. right off the top of my head, yeah. but I remember a face. But you were thinking about it that exactly whole time. <laughs> which house it was, I could drive to it. Yeah. I right? love that. I and, love and that. That is actually really cool about our business. Yeah. Um, is it one they'll come back to you? So you build long term relationships, but out of those long term relationships come opportunities. I yeah. bought my house because of one of those. Oh wow! In our neighborhood, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I sold a guy a house. He built it. I was throughout the whole process. Right. I know the builder, quality, everything. You know, yeah. Two years later, he calls me. I'm sticking to the, the Philippines, and I walked in. I said, "Here's my offer." <laughs> it was slightly below market, right? Just because he didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, and. Phenomenal. I mean, that's I love killer, it. man. So, that's I mean, you love well, it. And good for him going to the Philippines. I've heard some great that we actually we have some employees over in the Philippines. Um, as you know, because we've talked about this, uh, we have some virtual assistants that work on the team. They come to our meetings and they're part of our team. We talk to them literally every single day. But, uh, you know, the cost of living over there in the Philippines Super is cheap. just a fraction of what it is here. And, you know, people that, that sell here and move over there, man, I, I literally just watched a segment on this the other day. Live a pretty pretty killer life. Oh, and he was still working. He worked remotely, and he's in <laughs> right. IT, right? So 100%. him and his wife both still worked remotely. They own two properties over there. It's beautiful. Um, one in the city, one in the mountains. Which yeah. I was asking him all about it, and he's like, "You come to the Philippines, visit me." I'm, I'm like, on the way. There's a lot of stuff going between here and the Philippines. We'll see what happens. Um, but no, it, it is cool. And Costa Rica is the same way. A lot it of is. Moving to Costa uh, we, Rica. We've been. Yeah. Um, we took a. Uh, we took our entire team to Costa Rica one year. Right before COVID. Team, yeah. I, I don't get to go to Costa Dave, was it awesome? It was awesome. How man. many times did you go back? <laughs> I think I've been back like four or five times really? since that first trip. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Zip lining and a whole nine yards. Oh, uh, man. It's oh, just, uh, yeah, we did it all. talk about a fraction of the cost. Yeah. yeah. It's a fraction of the cost. And it's just, it, the so people. That's where I'm retiring. Is what yeah. The people are great. The people are great. The food is great. The, the fruit. I mean, let me tell you something. You've never actually had fruit until you get it picked from the jungle and at a farmer's market on the side of the road, right? I mean, there's no preservatives or additives as it's set on a boat to get shipped across sea. I'm telling you, those little bananas we get over here mm -hmm. that just taste terrible. Plantains. Yeah, no, the banana, they're bananas. Oh, they are? I don't know what they call them. They're not really bananas, but they're tiny. They're like this big, not the plantains. And I've had them here and they're just terrible. You go over there, it's like the sweetest, most amazing fruit. Yeah, so Costa Rica, the Philippines, like Putting amazing. That on my list. You got to do it. So you bought your house from this guy, but I want to go back and talk about something because you said something that's really important. What we found, and we hear this from all the best agents, is the agents that get into this industry to make quick money, man, they're here, they do what they do, they do okay, you know, at the end of the day, but they don't have that that long-term stigma that keeps us all in this industry right. and people don't come back. But what we found is the great agents, the ones that are truly successful, they're the ones that absolutely care, right? Yeah, they do. And they're not just in it for the money. What we found and what we found those agents find as well is that when you do it for the right reasons, you're, you're blessed with money, right? That happens. But the bigger blessing is leading people to homes, seeing the looks on their face when they're able to achieve that home ownership on that dream home that maybe sometimes they didn't think they could even buy. Yep. And that's because of the works of you and the people that are working around you. And uh, man, that's, I mean, I, I think that you share that passion and that leads me to one of our favorite questions to ask, right? David, do you want to hit him with it? Oh yeah. Seven years in real estate, huh? Just over, yeah. What's the one moment or achievement that you're most proud of? I don't like that question. Because <laughs> there's so many. I'm, there are. Right. So uh, that's why I went How do you one. pick one? <laughs> how you pick one? So I want the one that made you say, this is, I love why, this. This is yeah. why I'm a realtor. This yeah. is why I chose this profession over every other profession. Yeah, because you've had this a few This is why I continue to do what I, I have. Do. Yeah. Um, so unlike claims where people yell at you and yeah. agree, disagree <laughs> with you and all that, um, it's very rewarding in real estate for two reasons. Um, you're helping somebody achieve 
the American dream, right? Yeah. Um, but the other part is the reaction that you get once they actually get into their house. And so as you asked that question, and we've talked in the past, and I've been thinking about You're it. You're going through the Rolodex. <laughs> There's one in particular, young guy, um, had a girlfriend, yeah. um, was looking for a house. He was like, it's time. Yeah. It's time to find a place where we can live together and all that. That's and awesome. I thought that's where it stopped. And uh, she would go with us to look at houses and all this. And I found a house for him, and it was fairly new. He loved the house. Yeah. Um, and uh, we closed on it. But prior to closing, he says, he, we were just talking, and the girlfriend was there. And, and I said, what do you care more about? Because she kept asking about furniture and all this other stuff. What do you care more about, the house yeah. or a ring? And she goes, oh, I don't need a ring as long as he's here and I got a place to live. And yeah. I said, okay, a ring or like a dog, puppy. Yeah. She goes, oh, a puppy would be nice. It's like, okay, so you don't really care if you get married. You're good with him as it. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. Close on the house. Literally right after closing, he had, and I gave him access to the home. We got lucky we could. And he had the house, house prepped. She walked in. He propped the question and had a dog. Oh, right there, man. there. And, you know, cry. she's crying. He's crying. I was I'm like, crying, that, is, that was pretty cool. I wasn't there. I like, I purposely like didn't go there. Right? Let him do it on their own. Yes. But I, they yes. told me all about it afterwards. I was like, that's awesome. Like, that's an awesome. That's story. pretty that's cool amazing. because that was part of something they'll forever remember, whether oh, yeah. they keep that house or not. And I was able to help make that happen. Well, but I asked well, those questions to set that up for him. Like he had no idea. Well, what he was speaking of do. set up, we always say, marry the house, date the rate. That's it. Marry the house, marry the woman. Yeah. <laughs> marry the woman, then get the house. It helps financially. Marry the woman, too. date the house, right? Right, right. date the house. That's exactly. awesome, man. That's uh, awesome. And they, you know, with any home, especially with first-time home buyers, yeah. which I worked a ton with first-time home buyers. That's right. Um, they always have questions later on, like something happened in my house or this, yeah. this is going on. Yeah. And that particular house, it was new, it was still under warranty, and something did happen. And right. they called me for advice, and I said, "Here's what you need to do," and That's awesome. it all worked out for them. But they had somewhere to go. Yeah. You know, and it's that relationship. And it wasn't the money. They didn't. No. You didn't push them to voicemail when they asked the question. I've questions. actually told people don't yeah. buy a house. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've walked in. People love the house. I'm like, no, there's too many problems with this house. Yeah. I refuse to sell it to you. If you're going to buy it, go buy it from someone else. It's awesome. And then it makes them think, like, what's wrong with this house? I just told you what's wrong with that yeah. house. Right. So you've got to really care yeah. about what you're doing and who you're working for because, yeah. in the end, yeah. You don't want them coming back going, that was the worst realtor when you had nothing to do with the home. Yeah. Like other than finding it, right? It. If they love the home, fine, buy it. But here's my concerns with it. Um, and you just gotta act that way. You gotta be like they're your family. Yeah. David, I see you chomping the bit. I think you have something you wanted to say. Was there something you wanted to say? No, I was just like you know, you, you said best, you know, that's why I got into real estate. You know, it's yeah. the largest purchase of their life. And it is. that feeling whenever they actually move into that house. That's a that's a feeling they anchor to you forever because right. you create that promotion. So yeah. no matter no matter how many houses you you bought, because I, I, I bought several, I remember every single person because I, forever that I've anchored that feeling to them. I'm glad you do because my parents bought a lot and I don't remember them all. <laughs> I was there. But there's one guy, Jimmy Cricket. I don't even know if he's still alive. He's an older gentleman, and this yeah. is years ago, uh, 28 years ago. And there were things when I went with my dad looking at houses, and he said, at the time, he said. I would ask a ton of questions because I was in high school. So I was asking a ton of questions. And I said, how do you know what your payment's going to be? He goes, on average, you assume it's 1% of the cost of the sales. Yep. Right. So, so if you're buying a $500,000 house, assume that your costs are going to be 5000 a month. And I said, that seems expensive. He's like, not really. So keep in mind, this is late 90s, right? Yeah. Mid 90s. And the rates were a little higher. But at the same time, you got to consider insurance. You got to consider your mm -hmm. utilities. Yeah. Right? You got all right. that stuff. 100%. Home maintenance. And he was right on the money. And I don't yeah. think that's really ever changed. Even with the lower interest rates, okay, right. it fluctuates a little. Right. But right. you're 
your costs are you have to count all that. So if you, you can do afford one you're, percent, you're, you're of, absolutely correct. Yeah. So and that's important because a lot of people go, oh, you qualify for the loan, but they don't tell you about all the other expenses that come along with right. it, right? But let, did did you say Jiminy Cricket? Jimmy Cricket. Jimmy I thought Cricket. it was Jimmy Cricket. That's I was why like, I remembered is, it too, though. Is there a, is there a, 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 a is, your nose is starting to like, yeah, yeah. grow, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't put He made a weird sound every time he was happy. It kind of sounded like a chirping noise. Um, my man, my man. I love it. I love it. So I do have a question for you, and, and it, you, you answered a great one right there. But if I'm a new home buyer and I'm out there looking for a house, what's a great piece of advice? Right. Just something that you think people need to know when you think about your role, because I know there's a ton of ways to answer that. Right. Mm -hmm. But but what what's a great piece of advice you, you, you would give out there for somebody that's looking to buy a house? Are we talking first time home buyers or someone that's bought? Let's before? go first time. First Let's time. First time. Because so, you're right. That's a, that's a great question, too. Right. <laughs> first time home buyer. What I, what I always want to talk to them about is maintenance on the home. How old is the home? What kind yeah. of maintenance it may require? Um, what are their plans for the future? Because we get a lot of young couples as first-time home buyers mm -hmm. or singles. And I, I always ask them this question. Where do you think you'll be in five years? Yeah. You know, the average homeowner is five to seven years. Yep, that's right. Where do you think you'll be Clockwork. in five years? Because if you just got married or you're pregnant and having a baby soon or something along those lines, your five years from now looks a lot different than it does now. Yeah. And you've got to think about schools. You've got to think about all this that's other right. stuff. So you may not want to be in downtown Dallas in a yeah. condo with a baby or a five-year-old starting school. That doesn't work out very well, right? Yeah. And so we have these conversations. So I think understanding the client, understanding the buyer, getting to really get to know them, and then asking the right questions yeah. of what does your future look like? What do you think your future looks like? That's right. It, it doesn't have to necessarily go that way, but what do you think it will be? And a lot of them don't have an answer. Like, they, oh, yeah, okay, I'll have kids or whatever. But it, it, when it comes to the home, well, I don't know. Well, how long do you think you'll be here? I don't know. Three years, five years, 10 years? Okay. Yeah. Do you think you'll be here 20 or 30 years? No. Yeah. Now that's important. Right? It is. If you're not going to be here 20 or 30 years and you start asking me questions about your mortgage, there's a different conversation happening than someone who plans on living there forever. No question. Right. And so what's really interesting about it all is the answers that I've gotten, they've all been pretty much the same. And my response is this. Well, your options are you sell, you stay, or you turn it into a rental. And they never think about that stuff. Yeah. They yeah. never think about it. Well, how could I have a rental? I got to buy another house to live in. No, no, no. You get with my lender and they'll talk to you about refinancing yeah. things, getting you hooked up on another one. And I promise you, you can do this, but let's not overspend on the house to begin with. That's perfect. And let's make sure it's something that you can live in, in the event that you have to That's for it. a long period of time. Well, I think I see your superpower. It's one of the questions we like to ask and it's, Brian, you get the crystal ball out. And you look I, into yeah. their future, right? And that's important because when you're looking for an agent, you want to make sure that the person that's representing you isn't just about the dollar, which we already know that's not the case with you, but that they're also going to help you buy the house for all the right reasons. Right. And if they're not asking great questions, you may be led to the wrong home. And that's not what Brian's doing over here. He's taking the time to sit down and consult with you and look into that crystal ball and go, Hey, what does that future look like so that we can guide you to that perfect house? And that is definitely not a rookie answer. That is a veteran answer. And that probably is why you're having great success. Well, and yeah. it's, it's buyer's it consultations are the most important thing you can do right? yeah. if you're, if you're going to represent buyers. That's right. Seller consultations, they call them listing appointments, but I call them consultations because an appointment means that you're somebody's paying somebody. Right. Right. A consultation is I'm going to come in and give you my opinion on this based on what you're telling me. Right. And we're going to figure out a solution for you, whatever yeah. that looks like. And it looks different for everybody. 100%. And if you're not getting that out of an agent, buyer's consultation, listing consultation, then something's wrong. 
Yeah. Right? Because that means, you A, you're not understanding how good the agent is. That's right. First and foremost. Yeah. And two, there's so many things that can go wrong. I've done over almost 400 transactions in yeah. seven years. Yeah. And, you know, the average agent sells, I think the number is like seven to ten homes a year. That's right. So I look at that and I go, okay. And so right now, I think that average is a little lower. Oh, absolutely yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, like your average agent might sell one this year. That's right. You know, but if I'm if the average is seven to ten and I sell 40, that means I have four years worth of experience exactly. in one. That's right. It. So over seven years. We talk about this yeah. all the time. Yeah. We do. And, and what's really funny about that, my dad's been a licensed agent in multiple states yeah. for 30 years. Yeah, 100%. But I have more experience yep. in seven than he has in 30. We had this conversation just last week. We were talking to a gentleman down in Florida, and this guy, and this number is going to blow you away, closed 291 loans this year with four people underneath him, not not realtors, just four people on his team. The guy's a crazy hustler, but he's been in the industry for a very short period of time, but he has more experience than yeah. almost any other you know, realtor that's been doing it for 30, 30 years. Well, not not all. Doing that many yeah. in, in that short amount of that's time. It. If, he's, if he's killing it in this market, that's right. what's he going to do when the, if the rates drop? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. We know the rates will drop, right? Yeah, but what's yeah. he going to do when yeah. the rates drop? Like, that 290-something is going to be... Oh, astronomical. He's easy. definitely going to have to hire a, a, a lot larger team, yeah. right? There's just, there's no way. You and I both know, you know, when you're doing those kind of numbers, you know, it, first off, you're insane. <laughs> well, and, and so coming from a team that did sell 400 a year, you know, I, my expectations were different. I looked yeah. at what I did. That's it. My expectations were my team sold how many I sold. That's right. Because I know that I can't... I would have to step out a little bit to help train and do all that other That's stuff, it. right? So I might not sell 40 or 50, right. but if I can get my team to sell 40, 50, because I got people that just don't have the same experience. You got to provide support. You got to. You and have so to provide support. I, coming from a big team, and, and he'll learn that, you know, you have a big team, obviously. No so question. Those who are starting their own have to learn from somebody. So you That's need right. your mentors, you need all that. Thankfully, I had some great mentors. There's another pro tip, guys. This yeah. guy's full of great knowledge. Um, I am now a mentor to others. Yeah. And um, I yeah. had an agent that moved from Louisiana uh, yeah. during COVID and met him at the office, uh, not our office. We had the brokerage office and no one was really talking to him. He'd yeah. ask a question, no one answered it. And I just went out and sat down with him. I left my Let little office and went out and yeah. sat down with him. And, and basically, you know, Every state's different. Every yeah. town's different. That's right. How they do business. He was thinking small town. I yeah. said, dude, welcome to Dallas. Because <laughs> right? it's different It's here. a different market. It's different, different market. here. Yeah. And he said, what do you mean? Yeah. I was like, okay, so you have your Louisiana license. He had an, an agent there that mm -hmm. he was going to, to shuffle business to as he got it. And she was building business as well. And I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to start marketing the numbers. Yeah. He goes, what do you mean? I was like, well, and I showed him how to pull up the numbers, the charts, the graphs, all the sales and That's everything. That's awesome, man. I said, now go do it for Louisiana in your town. He did that. He goes, nobody does this. Yeah. I was like, so who's the top agent? The good there? ones He goes, too. I try to get with the top agent in that town and they wouldn't meet with me. Brian like, Jenkins does. Yeah. That's the thing is, is. Yeah. The top agents are great. Look, yeah. they're great at marketing. Yep. They got That's support it. on their team. There's a reason why they're top agents. Right. Right. That's it. Right. Because they're doing the right activity. And, the that's, right activity. and that and that's why we brought you on because, you know, Brian, you're doing that same activity. That's why you've had great success in this industry. And at the end of the day, that's what makes you a top agent, you know? So I appreciate all the tips that you've brought to the table uh, because man, this is exactly what people need to hear right now. I talk about it all the time. People need to be well led and that's exactly what you're yeah. doing, you know? And speaking of mentors, you know, David's also taken on the mentorship program with our office. You know, we've got some people that have started with the team that are newer 
to not necessarily the market, but just newer to working with us. And and he's taking them onto the team to mentor them and to walk them through. We've got a lot of processes. And you know, you walk in and nobody trains you, man, it's a whirlwind 100%. as to how to do the things that we do to create great success, right? So you've got to have a mentor, and it sounds like that's what you've done within your business as well. You're mentoring people to help them find success and waking them up to the successes that you can have in this industry just by following the right activity. Right. Well, I'm going to hit you with one more question and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up because we can't keep you here all day. Um, but, uh, right now interest rates, right? We talk about this all the time. Uh, they've, they've slid up. We talked about it a minute ago. It's definitely not uh, the highest rates have ever been, nor do I think it, it's the highest they'll ever get, right? I think we'll see higher rates at certain, certain points in time over life. We never know what the future is right. going to bring us, right? Uh, we know that COVID certainly was fantasy land, right? 100%. Rates that at one point in time, we, we had 1.99 on the rate sheet, right? 1.99. like it's insane. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But we knew that was only going to be uh, you know a short lift. I, I used to coach the team all the time. Guys. Enjoy this opportunity while it's here. Yep. It's never happened before. Yep. It most likely, I say most likely because you can't say never, will never happen again, Correct. right? Uh, but we will return back to a normal rate environment, and here we are. And that's exactly what was your point, you know, your, your, your point on that. So it's an interesting time because we're not seeing prices drop on homes. That's right. right. So, and why? Because inventory is still low. Why is inventory low? Because people bought homes with a 1.99% interest That's rate. It. Um, so it's a weird time. And, and honestly, everyone I've ever talked to in this business are saying right now has never been seen. They've yeah. never seen a situation right. where you have, I'm going to say normal rate amount. Yeah. You know, 7, yeah. 8% is a normal rate amount. So I'm going to, I'm going to say you never seen normal rates with low inventory with prices maintaining or increasing depending on where you are. We know our neighborhood still gets multiple offers. No question it does. Um, so you don't see that. And then you have a whole generation who never ever experienced at a rate higher than 5%. That's right. And it's it's yeah. getting through to them because they're the next big generation. So you had your baby boomers, they're all gonna be selling and downsizing, right? Yep. But they're looking at it going, well, I refinanced if I did have a loan already. <laughs> yeah. And and so I'm gonna stay where I'm at because my rate, my my payment's the same. Yeah. There's going to be a point in life where they just can't take care of their property anymore. That's it. And so something will happen. We're going to have a ton of homes come on the market, and this next generation is going to expect it to be 5% yeah. or lower. Right. And it's not going to happen. Right. We know that. We, yeah. I don't think anytime soon those rates are coming down. And so it comes back to education. Yeah. Educating the buyers out there, educating the general market, educating the sellers, because That's the it. sellers are sitting here going, well, my prices haven't dropped. Yeah, but your market time is is well, twice to three times of what it was. One hundred percent. You know, it's not a week anymore. Now it's yeah. three to six months. Right. And you're not used to that because the last few years hasn't been that. So it hasn't. It's a conversation and education piece, and a lot of agents don't do that. A lot of mortgage lenders don't do that. Well, and um, and, and there's another problem. There's a lot of unqualified people out there giving information, 100%. right? There's a yes. lot of people that don't have decades in the industry that are giving that information. And that's, that's a big problem, right? Because a lot of the times when we're looking to advice from people, especially on social media, which is where most people spend their time these yep. days, right? Um, the people that are responding are unqualified to answer the question. So when somebody lobs off a question on a forum or a site and you see all these comments that are coming in, well, what does that person do? What is their role in this country, right? Make sure that you're asking questions to qualified people. And if you don't trust the salesperson, that's fine. There's always somebody else that doesn't have vested interest in whether you move forward or not right. that can answer that question, but they need to be in an industry that's qualified to answer it. And let me tell you something, TikTok 
It's not that industry, yeah. right? Yeah. There may be some people on there giving great wisdom. You know, we can't say that it's the entire thing, but I can tell you right now, when you get on those social forums and you start reading some of the things that are being said, it's 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 frustrating because you go, well, that's not even true, right? Well, everyone's a realtor, yeah. right? Everyone's a realtor. They all yeah. have their opinion on on what's going on with the market, and they're all, oh, my house is worth this. Really, Zillow told you that, or Realtor.com <laughs> told you that. Like realistically, and then you show them facts, and they want to disown the facts. Like, I'm sorry. This came from the MLS where 99% of homes yeah. are listed and we get data. This is what right? determines what the market right. value is. When appraiser goes out to look at a property and determine what the estimated value is, they don't go to an online automated valuation system. No. Right? What they do is they look at what's sold in the immediate market yep. and they find homes that are comparable to the closest degree. Sometimes they're wrong. Most of the times they're not. Right? right? Uh, and they basically base an opinion of value off of what's selling in the market today. Right? Here's how accurate they are. Have you ever had one overturned? No. Were they at? No. No, I think I had one that I argued that yeah. they didn't really overturn it. They basically said, well, was there anything that I didn't consider? I, and okay. I had to go fine tooth comb and find I it. take that back. I, I have been able to modify some some valuations occasionally, but it's, it's so very rare. slight. And typically what it is, and I'll tell you what it is, it was some off-market sales yeah. that didn't show up on the MLS. So when you do the research and you talk to, say, the local community that knows about these off-market sales, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, these three did sell. Here they are. And you give that data to the appraiser. Sure, there might be an opportunity. But let me tell you something, out of every 10 that you ask, maybe, maybe half of a percentage of those right. are actually overturned because you have to provide accurate data that right. documents that this is why that and house that is data is available yeah. to you. It's available to me. That's it. And, and when we <laughs> give that to our clients and they go, well, I don't know that that's right. Yeah. So you're ask right. the experts, yeah. guys. Ask the experts. And like I said, I know a lot of the times it's tough because you go, but you're trying to sell me something. We're not uh, trying to sell anything on this podcast. Don't right buy here. from me. Go, yeah. go, yeah. Someone, go buy from Tim. I'll go deal with someone <laughs> yeah. who listens to Ask me, right? Ask me the question and go buy from somebody yeah. else. Exactly. I yeah. love it, man. I love it. Um, but no, but buy from us too because we appreciate that as well. Yes, please. <laughs> Got to pay for stuff. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's what we don't talk about on the podcast because for us, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that we're educating the, the, the consumers and agents and, and, and loan originators that are looking for great advice on how to have success in this industry. And part of that is by listening to experts that know what's happening, that are qualified to answer those questions. You ever watch Shark Tank? I do. So when they come up with products and they yeah. love the product, but they go, there's too much education involved. I don't want it. I'm out. Yeah. Right? That's, That's what it. Cuban is always saying. Right? 100%. We have the business of education only. That's yeah. the only thing That's we it. can do. That's it. Right? You're right. We, we can't, we don't have a product to sell. We have a service to sell that is based off of education. Yeah. 100%. So they're bailing. The rich people are bailing <laughs> because it requires work. It does. And we're the ones willing to put in the work. We are. That's really what My man. Is. My man. Well, Brian, you're definitely willing to put in the work, and we'd love to have you here all day. We just can't. Right. Uh, you know, we know you got to get back there and save the world one loan at a time or one home at a time, right? right. Uh, but uh, what didn't we ask you today that we should have? Hmm. That's a tough question. Um you guys cover everything because you deal with so much. We do. Right? And you understand what the customer's looking for. Yeah. You understand what it takes to get good customers. If I had to ask, say one question. Sure. 
what are my plans for the weekend? I mean, really, <laughs> that's really what it is. And it's, and it's my man, my it's man. Competitions and let's soccer. go. You know, that's what it is. Being so, you're gonna do some dance for us on the show? No, no, no. So, yeah, we're not doing that. Um, I gotta not, figure out how to pay for the you're dance. You're not dancing. I gotta okay, sell houses to pay dancing. for my daughter's Got dance. It. That's what it comes it's not, so it's not TikTok. We're not like, no, 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 yeah. not, okay. Besides, right. I prefer MySpace. <laughs> yeah, my man, my man, old school. I love it. I love it. All right, well, brother, uh, if the people that want to find you and we know they do uh, yep. want to get in touch with you. How do they find Brian Jenkins? Uh, if you're looking anywhere in the state of Texas, I know lots of people. So even if it's not somewhere I cover, just give me a call at uh, 214-864-9998. Uh, very simple. Um, I'm sure they'll throw it up there on whatever. We sure will. Um, and then you've got a great social media following. Uh, yeah. You know, if the folks out there want to find you on social, how do they? How do they subscribe? Uh, the Pinnacle Real Estate Group is is my team name. It's on Facebook. Uh, we've got roughly thirty thousand followers, mostly local North Texas folks. There it is. A um, few out of state, but uh, always posting, trying to post stuff on there that's educational yeah. about the market. But you know, people people get bored with that, so you got to have some fun stuff. So but you got to have fun. We're gonna you throw some memes fun. and stuff out there, mainly of David over here. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, we like to have fun over here, and you guys already know that. It's a lot of the times why you tune in. Uh, you know, we're going to keep bringing you great agents like Brian here so that you know how to find the top-tier people uh, when you need them. Uh, David, anything you want to share uh, before we wrap this guy up? Man, I, I know if you're buying or selling a house, you better call Brian Jenkins in the state of Texas. I don't hear his phone ringing yet. He just yet. cares, man. <laughs> cares. It's on silent. You know, we're he's, recording. He's, he's the best okay. in the business. And we know because we talk every week. That's right. That's, that's it. Right. That's, that's right. It. Well, that's part of our process. It you is. Know, we're coached, and we make sure that we take our, our, our process very seriously. It's important. You know, it's super important. So nice. Well, guys, we're your real estate success partner. I'm Devin Abu. I'm David Wynn. And if you want to check us out, come on over to realestatesuccesspartner.com. Again, that's realestatesuccesspartner.com. We put these things out on all your major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If there's a podcast channel you like, we're probably on it. And uh, we'd love it if you come over to the Dubuque team. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. And uh, that's where you get to see the visual, right? So if you want to check us out and see what we're doing over here, see how we dress, right? I don't know what you're looking for. Uh, come check us out. Uh, put some comments in there and uh, maybe we'll have you on as a guest. We'd love to hear your feedback. So until the next time, we'll see you then. Bye, guys. Thank you.